Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. another rose bush pruned I'd like to get those uh, all the bush roses and the perpetual climbing roses pruned by the uh, third week in March they're already on the move so that job needs to be completed down here in the uh, southern parts of uh, Britain our thanks to this week's sponsor Hayloft Plants of Pershaw, Worcestershire. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook here to exchange some news, views, a bit of seasonal advice and uh, hopefully answer some of your gardening quandaries. We've had some uh, pretty rough, windy weather over the past few days and while some may blame climate change... I'm reminded of the old saying, March comes in like a lion and goes out like a lamb. He is looking forward to some lamb-like weather. And then there's the other bit, while April brings forth spring showers. We've already started to use the hose on raised beds uh, at Hyde Hall, where the newly planted pansy trial needed some water to settle soil around the roots. I do marvel at the... uh, flower size, the colour combinations in uh, some of the cultivar flowers, oh, and the free branching habit in modern viola genetics. You know, you get that first flower up and the first central shoot, and then before you know where you are, there's five or six shoots breaking out from the base to give a really good bushy plant, and with some of the trailing kinds, of course, they go out and over They're the ones that you need for uh, hanging baskets. The the media interest in growing loofers just seems to go from strength to strength. Our local BBC Essex uh, radio station has broadcast two items on their cultivation. One of the broadsheet newspapers gave extensive coverage this week, while uh, BBC You and Yours on Radio 4 last week, they had a big piece too. Thanks uh, in part to uh, Michael Smith at uh, Metacroft who trialled loofers last year and uh, will be offering uh, quite a large number to uh, the general public in what I would think uh, eight weeks or so's time. If you're growing your own loofers then they're just the same as cucumbers and they need uh, really warm conditions to germinate and get the plants established and of course mustn't go uh, anywhere where frost is a a bit of a problem. Drying winds have uh, sucked some of the moisture from winter dug soil and it was sufficient for me to uh, plant out some autumn sown sweet peas. 
Incidentally, those in the polytunnel are tall enough now, 9 to 12 inches I would think, to allow um, a start on fixing strings to support them. Uh, there's uh, been several questions about sweet pea plants too because the mail order companies have started to send out seedlings. If you do get uh, sweet pea seedlings through the post, chances are they'll be a little bit soft and you'll need to uh, unwrap them as soon as you can and then uh, gently acclimatise them to outdoor conditions. You know, if you can leave them alongside a south-facing wall for a couple of mild nights, then uh, in most parts of the country it'll be safe to plant from now onwards. There's also the question, if there's four or five seedlings in one of those net pots or a, a cell pack, what should you do? Well, you can plant them as a group. They'll be fine. They'll uh, put their roots down, spread out, and equally the tops will spread out, given the right kind of stick or net support. And you can also very gently take them out from the pot, tease them apart, and plant them singly. They need to be spaced, what, six to nine inches apart? It will give them a little bit of a check, and they would be... Uh, probably a week or two later flowering than if you plant them straight from the pots without disturbance. The key thing from my point of view is to get them planted as soon as you can, particularly down the east coast where the conditions are drier. We want to get the roots deep down into the soil so that when the weather does turn hot and dry, they've got somewhere to pull moisture from. And the important thing, once you've got at least two lots of proper leaves, that's plants about four inches high, you need to nip the top out to make them break from the base. That not only gives you um, multi-stemmed, nice bushy plants, but it also prevents sweet peas when they get to about four or five feet going blind. It's one of the sort of natural uh, qualities. It's how the sweet pea makes itself branch, so to speak, and if we don't pinch them out when they're very small, they may do it for themselves when they're four or five feet high and just coming into flower, which can be a, a bit aggravating. If you have got some nice young soft seedlings going out, keep an eye out for slug attack. One of the best thing to do is to uh, put a few, and I mean just two or three slug pellets, under a tile close to the seedlings that works pretty well because it keeps the pellets dry so they last longer and slugs and snails like to go under the tiles into the dark through the day so it does uh, two good jobs uh, the last of the parsnips have just been lifted uh, before new foliage shrivels their roots uh, the deep freeze is useful to hold uh, blanched sections for summer use uh, and useful for storing uh, many of the surpluses that come from our fruit and vegetable plot. I must eat the last few asparagus spears that went in last year, uh, and I find that uh, if you pop a small handful into the microwave with a knob of butter for two or three minutes, makes a very nice evening snack. I've got a bag or two left of frozen raspberries, and I need to use those because now there's a fresh rhubarb for crumbles and puddings, so we're off on the new spring harvests.
there are plenty of questions on lawns. Uh, and slow-release fertiliser has now been applied to my front and back lawn and some fresh seed has been secured for overseeding next month. It is worth adding a little fresh new seed to turf either in the spring or the autumn and if you apply it at uh, half the recommended rates for sowing new lawns it will certainly improve uh, the turf on your plots considerably. I noticed the calyx are splitting on Magnolia solangiana, so give them a couple of warm nights and we should see them in full spring glory. Tulips too are rapidly gaining height in spite of several frosty nights. Won't be long before our gardens are absolutely full of colour. Our guest on the podcast today is Bob Sweet, Horticultural Director at BBC Gardeners World Live. Sadly, of course, the big exhibition in Birmingham last June was cancelled. So presumably you've just had a year's holiday, Bob. Well, you know, Peter, uh, everybody thinks that, don't they? But of course, uh, you suddenly take an interest in your own garden, don't you? And I've certainly had corners of mine that I've not really attended to for quite a long time, quite a number of years. And all of a sudden I had the time, I've always had the enthusiasm, but I had the time to go and grow things. So uh, like millions of other people in the country, uh, so we hear, um, I uh, managed to get more plants planted in 2020 than I have done for a long time. <laughs> now, now, what about this year? It, it's been uh, terribly frustrating for those of us who build displays at uh, flower shows. You know, the Chelsea postponement caused me all kinds of difficulties. What's the situation for Gardener's World Live? Do you have a programme this year? Yes, we do, Peter. Now, very interestingly, of course, we held on right up to the wire, uh, thinking we could go ahead in June. And then the Prime Minister gave his announcement that it would be the 21st of June before uh, things are able to start getting really back to normal. And of course, the dates of our show, ironically, would have finished on the 20th of June, the day before. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that left us in a real dilemma. And um, after a, quite a number of frantic uh, Zoom meetings and telephone calls, we have now postponed BBC Gardener's World Live until August Bank Holiday. So we are actually going to run to the Thursday to the Sunday of uh, August bank holiday. Um, and the show will take a different uh, format. We're calling it BBC Gardener's World Live Special Edition. And the actual dates of that are the 26th to the 29th of August. So it's the, le- it's the same number of days. It's the same number of days. The key difference in the special edition show is that it will primarily be outdoors. The floral marquee is going to be there and will be the same. But what we used to have inside the NEC in their big halls, most of that we are relocating and putting it in an outdoor setting. So it, it just means from a COVID point of view, we are hoping it's going to be much safer. 
we uh, would like to think that we're able to maintain social distancing in all the plans that we have made for the event. And I, I think the, the main uh, uh, point really about the show is the interactive nature of it, the star attractions of show gardens, the floral marquee and all the other horticultural features that we build in will all be there as usual. In some ways, those NEC buildings are rather sort of dark, dull, aren't they? And, and moving anything gardening outside into the open air just has to be better, I think. Well, you know, I don't think it's the biggest secret that we look jealously sometimes that flower show events are held in stately homes and country mansions and estates. But we've got to say that the NEC is a fabulous site for transport and transport links. We've got train station, we've got an airport, we've got numerous motorways that converge on there. And we've got 15,000 car park spaces, absolutely amazing amount of room to get people in and out very quickly. So by utilising the outdoor space at the NEC, it will feel and look like a, a, a different event, but one which is familiar. I think you know, it's going to be an interesting year from that point of view. It's going to be interesting for me too, because uh, all of our floral displays and garden displays have been undercover and at uh, Gardener's World Live special we're going to build a rose bed outside so uh, yeah, I'll, lovely. I'll, <laughs> I'll have my fingers crossed uh, that the weather is uh, gentle and kind to us well, <laughs> Yeah. We will, of course, experience everything that a true outdoor event experiences. And we will still have the floral marquee for shelter if uh, the weather is inclement. But us good gardeners will know how to garden and how to make things look good outside. And it's not just rain because you sort of think oh what if it rains i also think from a gardening point of view wind causes as much damage to plants if not more than the rain ever did so it's also planning in all of the good precautions uh, for inclement weather when uh, building a show of this type hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Well, I don't mention wind 
We had enough in March, yeah. I think. Uh, I've been gardening up at uh, the hilltop at Hyde Hall. My goodness. Yeah, the wind didn't half blow up there. But, but, but Bob, you mentioned being slightly envious of um, stately home gardens. Uh, I think I hear news of your developments in that direction. Oh, what a nice cue. Yes, thank you, Peter. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We have seen an unprecedented interest in gardening across the country in 2020. And in terms of how that represents itself to us as a BBC brand, we have seen subscriptions to BBC Gardener's World magazine increase substantially. We have seen great evidence through the web, through gardening queries and and, and people seeking information, how that has gone up by hundreds of percent. We've also seen the viewer numbers for the programme, how those have exponentially increased uh, over the the course of the uh, broadcast last year. So um, what all of that has done has given us a great incentive to think that we can actually engage with visitors much more by having additional gardening events. So BBC Gardeners World are launching two events, in fact, in 2021. One of them I can tell you about uh, in great detail now is uh, our new event at Bewley, which is going to be held this year over the late May bank holiday weekend. We're going to hold it from the 28th to the 30th. So that's the Friday, Saturday and Sunday at the Bewley uh, National Motor Museum. Now, uh, probably a lot of people don't realise just how many things there are to see at Bewley. So one ticket is going to bring you to the BBC Gardener's World Spring Fair uh, at Bewley, but also give visitors the opportunity to go to the Motor Museum, to the gardens, which are absolutely brilliant, amazing vegetable garden there, really, really brilliant. Our BBC Gardener's World event, in fact, is being headline sponsored by Hilliers, Hilliers Nurseries. And Hilliers have agreed that they will be launching the new plants for 2021 at that event at Bewley in May. And they have two or three cracking new plants too. I mean, I look forward to seeing those. What do you see as the BBC Gardeners World Live content coming in? I mean, will there be nurseries putting on displays as well as Hillier? Yes. Hillier are producing a large interactive display and their experts are going to be on hand to talk about all aspects of the plants they uh, grow and sell. In addition to that, we will have 30 nurseries there, uh, all selling and displaying their specialist plants as a Gardener's World event. One of the things that we pride ourselves on is interaction. We like having experts. We like having talks and demonstrations. We will have a number of features there of gardening interest, and those will focus on specialisms in particular at that time of year. Bearing in mind, Hampshire is a great area for some well-known gardens, and all of those will be pulled in, hopefully, into the event. We're starting off relatively small this year 
we are not free of COVID restrictions in May, but we have been given dispensation to run an event with 4,000 people a day. So we will have 12,000 people through that event over the weekend. If it's 4,000 a day, people are going to have to be quick to book tickets, aren't they, Bob? Um, Well, um, we... I genuinely anticipate that there will be strong demand for tickets. So being a new event, it's always difficult to know exactly what the take-up will be. We've only just released the information and dates in the last few days. So, And we know that tickets are already selling. So, uh, and, and what is that website then? Can you just remind listeners? Yes, just go to the BBC Gardener's World live website or even go to BBC uh, Gardener's World fairs and uh, Bewley will certainly pop up straight away. Well, I look forward to seeing you there, but that's all very south of England. How about our East Anglians and those in north of the country? Are you going to give them a bit of attention at some time? We are, in fact, launching two new events this year. And the other event, the second new event we're launching, will be in Cambridgeshire in early September. We haven't yet released the details of the um, venue, um, although uh, we the dates have been secured for the 3rd, 4th and 5th of September. Um, we will be in the next couple of weeks launching the uh, location and the details of that event. Um, and hopefully that will uh, serve the East Anglia area a little bit better um, than is served at the moment. Bob, it looks to me as if you needed that uh, extra few weeks and months working in your garden last year because you're going to be pretty busy <laughs> with three events this year. Yeah. Yes, yeah, interesting. And I think what's happened in the show's calendar, of course, everybody's pushed their events back, haven't they? Chelsea is now at the end of September. We're at the end of August. And, and then in between, there's the, the Harrogate Autumn Show. Um, the same weekend as Chelsea is the Malvern Autumn Show. So it's going to be a pretty uh, busy period, I think, for uh, exhibitors and shows just then. Well, I think from my point of view, we have the Fleurislet Conference at Hyde Hall early in September, and then we have Four Oaks, the big trade show in Cheshire, before we get to the other four consumer events. Uh, you know, I, I look forward for, to uh, late August and September with some enthusiasm and some dread, I think it's fair to say. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, it's interesting. I think from a show's perspective, we're so used to having the big um, uh, um, the big event, the flagship event at the NEC in June, the middle of June. And, of course, it's always followed Chelsea as light follows day. Um At this time, uh, it's very uh, interesting how August becomes a great challenge to exhibitors. Quite a number of exhibitors, of course, are having to refocus what they grow. Uh, They're having to reschedule their timetables to make sure their plants are going to be in really good nick for the end of August with us. But um, as always, gardeners are amazing people, what they're able to do, aren't they? Give them a challenge and they rise to it, Peter. Bob, you and I well remember the great autumn show in Vincent Square. Um, um, my, my instincts uh, begin to feel that we'll have 
two Chelsea's and two Gardeners Worlds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, a, a spring and an early summer, yes. and, and then in, and then into the autumn. And quite <laughs> honestly, I pref, I prefer the autumn because everything then will be in natural season. Yes, yeah, it it will be a chance to see. Uh, particularly trees and colour and a different perspective to what we've ever been able to produce in June. But, of course, to the average gardener, you want to have your garden planted um, uh, pretty much by the end of June at the very latest. So uh, it's, a, it's a sort of different type of scenario when you have plants for sale in uh, August and September, isn't it? Yes, it is. And I spoke to a nursery quite recently, uh, and he said that he thought he might go to uh, these national shows for the first time because he's always too busy in May and June and hasn't been able to go. Oh, that's interesting. Moving them on, uh, he will have more time. And I suppose gardeners, too, will have more time, won't they? Yes. Um, in in fairness, of course, we have seen some uh, good autumn shows in the country. And uh, I'm... Um, uh, although you, you could argue that I shouldn't be trying to uh, push other people's shows, I think it's only fair to say that Harrogate produced a fantastic autumn show um, in September, as does Malvern. So uh, both of those are, are true autumn shows. I've got to say BBC Gardens World this year in late August will be a late summer show, Um as opposed to being an autumn show. But um, once we uh, launch our event in Cambridgeshire, um, that will take on much more of an autumn feel. Although this year there's only a week or two between the uh, two events at Gardener's World Live and in Cambridgeshire. A very busy summer. Uh, it's great to be updated, Bob. Thank you very much for your time and good luck. Thank you very much indeed, Peter. Um, Always, uh, always a pleasure to talk to you. And uh, we certainly look forward to seeing you at the shows this year. Um, not that you cause mayhem or, 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 or anything like that, but <laughs> uh, you always draw a crowd and that's always very, very welcome. Tailpiece, an anonymous quote this week. God made rainy days so gardeners can get the housework done. So there you have it. My dusty back doormat is uh, just waiting for a rainy day. <laughs> Must get the hoover out and uh, tidy it up before the next visitor arrives. Our thanks to this week's sponsor... Hayloft Plants of Pershaw, Worcestershire. To my producer, Rich Jarman, and of course to you for listening. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.